are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Spurs is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later on this episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. And finally, yes, after a little close to a week, a little shade over, uh, there's Spurs basketball tonight as the Spurs will resume the running road trip, albeit just one game, uh, against the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder tonight in Oklahoma City. But there is a lot to unpack ahead of the game. Uh, as you know by now, several players are out. So a couple of players were called up from the G League. Basically, what can we expect tonight from this Spurs team as they're back in action? Uh, the rusts, the legs, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to dive into that. Also, our guest is, yeah, he's pro Boogie Cousins wearing the silver and black. We're going to talk to him about that and then, of course, get his thoughts on uh, Lucas Amanich and much, much more. So, so you already know who it is by now, which is when you say the word Samanich, because it is the one and only ESPN San Antonio's and co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover, James Pleasure. James, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Luca, baby, woo! Hey, there's there's a game tonight. And there's Imagine a that. game tonight. We're back in action, Mike. Let's go ahead and dive right into this, James. And yeah, the other day, Popovich came out, spoke to the media, said that they already started doing practice. And yeah, to nobody's surprise, he you know, they're winded. So one thing he said, that there's going to be some on-the-job training for the two uh, call-ups, Trey Jones and Lucas Omanich. What should Spurs fans expect out of this team uh, in their return? Um, I'm guessing a little bit of rust, a yeah. little bit of uh, probably some, I don't want to say dead legs, but legs that may wear out quicker. Um. It's going to be very interesting because the rotations are going to be a lot mm-hmm. different than what we're used to seeing with yep. let's, let's uh, do a roll call. Um, no Damar due to personal nope. reasons. I'm guessing that revolves around the passing of his father. Correct. Uh, no Keldon. No Devin. Nope. No Rudy. Nope. No Quindary. Nope. And no, Derek. Oh, I'm assuming Derek. Yeah. So five players. That's due to the health and safety protocols. So I'm assuming COVID related. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, right off the bat, I think Spurs fans should expect some really ugly play. Maybe some sloppy play. There's gonna be some guys that never played together on the court tonight. There's gonna be a couple new guys that are gonna get. I mean, well, it's crossing fingers. We hope they do, and, and, and logically they should. So Luca and Trey get some significant NBA minutes, whether it be tonight or just moving forward as the team still deals with the health and safety protocols. So, yeah, I mean, Spurs fans should not – should have a lot of slack tonight, you know, to see their team back in action. But one thing that I am interested to see, though, is – if LaMarcus Aldridge is going to play. Now, uh, no, truth be told, this is recorded before the game uh, and before the uh, Spurs announced whether or not um, Aldridge is going to play tonight. But if he does play, that's huge because he's going to be the primary guy. And we'll see what he can do in that slot. Because usually it's DeMar DeRozan. He's getting the touches. 
And now it's going to be LMA's time to shine. He's been away for a while. Pop said that Aldridge told him that he feels fine, the hip is okay, that he's good to go. I think that's kind of be that's going to be the big storyline tonight if LMA plays. No doubt that's going to be a huge one. And what better way to, I don't know, increase possible trade value <laughs> before the upcoming deadline than to basically throw him out there by himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all signs are pointing to, yeah, all signs are pointing that he's likely going to play. And I think at this point, yeah, you kind of need them because they just need bodies at the end of the day. It's just simply a body. I mean, they'll have enough just to have a game. I think the league mandates eight guys uh, or more. Yes. It's so eight. They, yeah, it's eight. So he, he's likely going to play. And I, I think Spurs fans got to, A, understand that they just need bodies. And, B, you mentioned the trade value. And then I think C, too, to see if it, maybe, you know, maybe he is 100%. You know, I give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. He's been dealing with injuries. He's not a young uh, spring chicken anymore. So, but at the same time, I'm really not expecting much from LMA because the amount of time he's been away from the court, James. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's it's tough to expect a whole lot from a whole bunch of different people, especially when they're a whole bunch of different people like – Drew Eubanks or, you know, you know, players that haven't seen a whole lot of run or burn on the court. You're bringing up Luca and Trey and that's going to presumably they're going to get a good amount of run just because of the few amount of players that you have even Mm -hmm. available to play. So it's going to give everybody at least some decent burn and run on the court. So you're looking at possible Patty Mills being a huge part of this game. Um, You're looking at LaMarcus Aldrich being a huge part of this game. I'm trying to think Lonnie Walker is going to get a chance to uh, assert himself in this game. So, and Lonnie's done well when he's actually been one of the focal points of the offense. So, I mean, that's something to look forward to with that. And I've got, you know, some more thoughts about people that need burn and run and need kind of things mm-hmm. running through instead of around them. But it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to watch this game in terms of a it's the competition they're playing. So you mm-hmm. still think regardless that the Spurs have a chance to win this game just because of who it happens to be against despite the overwhelmingly short numbers and the amount of not just players but good players that they're down um DeJounte's not on that list and he has been playing fantastically since before this break so DeJounte's got a chance to really step up and take over um in the offense so it's going to be extremely Interesting to watch how tonight's game unfolds and, and what's going to happen throughout. Yeah, and you feel for guys like Derek White, you know, he just can't catch a break this season. You know, he doesn't get a <laughs> yeah. start uh, of the regular season. He sits out all of preseason. He comes back from that surgery and yay, and then one he game. does it again. Yeah, one game. He's out again. And then he comes back again and yay, has a phenomenal game against the Hornets. And then, well, COVID hits San Antonio. Yeah. So well, he, had, he had that great first game back, and then 
he struggled for a while there trying to trying to mm-hmm. find his spot and then he finally looks to like have found his cohesion with the rest of the unit and boom Mm-hmm. Yeah, health and safety protocols, and so now he's not going to be available for. Well, he's missed the last four. He's at least going to miss this next this next one tonight. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Derek White's just had a really rough year. How how long can this first team be uh, uh, depleted? Did, did they start the clock since they were in Charlotte? So the fourteen days that the NBA mandates that they be in quarantine, or at least under the protocols. Excuse me. Is that already taken its toll, or does it start when the games resume? No, I mean it should be from. It from should be testing. when they got hit, right? Yeah, it should be from positive test, fourteen day quarantine. Okay. Okay. So the Spurs are back, but that doesn't mean in the next game they're going to be at full power, right? They'll they'll still be seeing some guys down. It also doesn't mean that they necessarily won't be. Okay. I mean, it all it all depends because you know some people test negative faster than others, and yeah. it, it lingers longer with other people. There's still so much about this virus that is just uncertain. Mm. I'm glad so, you brought that up because uh, Popovich even said it too uh, when he spoke uh, to the media. Said that everybody in the organization that is was being resilient. They're you know checking the, the boxes, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. And they still don't know how they got hit. Uh, so, and he made it very clear that it's something that nobody really understands. Like, how, how did it get in there? Well, it got in there, and they're dealing with it with it now. The best news <laughs> is that we haven't heard anything detrimental or dire that have yeah. come out of the Spurs camp. So that's that's always the best news that you can get is that you know at least the effects are minimal, if at all, (laughs) you know, hopefully they're just asymptomatic positives, you know, that would be best case scenario. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, for the game tonight, I know everybody will be tuning in. So don't expect perfect Spurs basketball. I mean, I hope they are, but they came out a little sluggish or um, the shots not falling. Well, I think everybody can understand why. And Hey, James, right. They'll they'll finish the roadie road trip above 500 for the first time in a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah, and not just above <laughs> 500. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Hopefully, cross your fingers, they'll they'll get the W uh, tonight versus Oklahoma. All right, when we let's, get back, let, let's let's just pray for tonight that yeah. they pull out this win and we get an absolutely perfect three and zero rodeo rush. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're gonna shift gears in a bit. And talk about bodies and maybe adding a body. Maybe now more than ever, they need bodies, James. I want to talk to you about uh, Michelob Ultra. What more do you want out of a uh, beer? 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Um, You can enjoy it tonight versus uh, the Thunder. You see the Spurs back in action. Go get yourself a six-pack or maybe a 24-pack if you have family over ready to enjoy the game. Look, with this Michelob Ultra, not only do you get, well, I guess the good stuff of it, about 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, you, you just got to have a good time. It, you know, you think of Spurs games, you want to chill, you want to relax, you want to unwind from a long day at work, whether you're in the house or you're still going out there. Uh, yeah, what better way to do that than with Michelob Ultra? And that Ultra Player of the Week, well, we're going to give it to two players, Trey Jones and Luka Samanich. In Austin, they've been balling out, uh, leading the team in scoring, leading team in assist, Trey Jones, and 
the Austin Spurs, well, they can't buy a win whenever Luka Samanich is not in uniform. So good luck to them as they move forward in their season. But you give all the best of luck to Luka Samanich and Trey Jones. They are the Michelob Players of the Week. back and i'm joined by james Pleasure. he is the co-host of the saturday morning hangover which you can check out on espn san antonio and the best way to do that in my opinion is just simply go to the espn san antonio youtube page there you better see him and jack thompson do their thing every saturday morning so james um you really wouldn't mind seeing boogie cousin in a spurs uniform if uh, he parts ways and houston parts ways with him and tell us why why do you believe that Boogie Cousins should be wearing that Spurs silver and black? Well, as you know, I am a born and bred Rockets fan. And so I watch a lot of Houston Rockets ball. And so I've seen Boogie Cousins play a lot this year. And from his attitude on the court to his play uh, coming off that injury in which he tore his Achilles with the was it with the Lakers after blowing yes. out his knee with yeah, the yeah. Warriors so I mean there's so many things that I saw this season out of Boogie Cousins that I was extremely extremely impressed by uh, his ability to pass out of the both the post and out of the high post um, coming up to the top of the key and working the offense his ability to space the floor um, well his scoring down low his ability to rebound now while his defense isn't great because just his foot speed's not what it used to be adequate enough defensively to at least stay with some some bigs that are less bouncy. It's a perfect second unit option for the San Antonio Spurs that gives them A, the floor spacing, B, some size, some toughness, and the ability to score, you know, 15 to 19 points. I mean, that's that's huge. And the offense doesn't have to run through him. He knows how to let the offense come to him. Well, first of all, there's been a lot of pushback from your thoughts uh, among course. Spurs fans. Because yeah, most but... people don't see Boogie Cousins as a Spurs player because of what you know his temper or who he was in, in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair because you're pigeonholing players and not allowing them to develop. Like the one time he got the double tech and thrown out of a game, mm -hmm. the, the refs admitted they were wrong because they gave him a tech for yelling at his own player who was out of position. <laughs> they thought he was chirping at the ref or the other team. So they quickly teed him up. He tried to explain, no dude, I'm, I was just talking with my teammate and they teed him up again real quick because that's his history. That's what their perception of him is. And he's actually been a really great locker room guy. He hasn't rocked the boat. And I'm I'm really impressed with the growth of Boogie Cousins this year. I, I see where the Spurs fans are injuries, coming from. Maybe a couple of injuries it has, you know, one, been one of those things that helped him kind of reevaluate him, his career, and you know, having to sit out and take these minimum deals to prove himself. Maybe that's something that's helped him to, you know, finally grasp, you know, 
maturing as a player, both mentally and uh, his game itself. For me, I I don't know where to start because I see that. I see your side of it. I see, you know, the, the maturity in him. He is a locker room presence in a positive way, maybe not in the back in his Sacramento days, but now sure. he is. And, you know, that, that, that attitude, that negative stereotype maybe has calmed down a bit. You see Jakob Pertl there, and you don't want to take any more minutes away from him. No. And you know how Popovich loves those veterans. And I can see him still give Boogie those minutes over a guy like Jakob Pertl. And I think that's just detrimental. There's also the fact that, too, yeah, that he's damaged goods. I mean, what's the chances of him re-injuring that or just getting hurt? I mean, I think they're 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 high. He's sure already has a history of this and I just don't think you do that. You don't go and down I, that road. I James. see your point too, Jeff, and the injury history and stuff. But here's the thing. You've still got Trey Jones, you, you know, or Trey Lyles. You've still got uh Drew Eubanks. Like you've got backup options available if things go south with Boogie Cousins. It doesn't negate you from these options, right? Why not have a chance to strengthen your second unit? I'm not worried about him taking Yak's minutes because Yak has proved himself. I will eat the L on, on the Yaka Pirtle because I, I can tell with him in the starting unit that th- that team mm-hmm. is performing at a completely different level, and it's it has nothing to do with his offense. He's bringing such a great value, and I'm willing to be like, all right, I was wrong on Yaka Pirtle. What about that second unit? Could they not use somebody that can score without having the offense have to flow directly through them? Well, isn't that what Trey Lyles can be? If you know, you know, there, there's a younger big there. There's a big sure. that's more you know, can knock the three when he does get time and rebound as well. I, I just think you sure. know Popovich but has addressed it too. Why? And, and Popovich has addressed why it allows not getting playing time because he simply said there's not enough minutes around. So why are you going to give those limited minutes already to a guy that's past his prime versus a, a young guy who's been in the system already with San Antonio? I mean, I get the arguments against. I was just thinking in terms of if you're going to move on from LaMarcus and Yak's going to become the starter in the front court, why not have somebody added to that second unit? Why not? And and that's the way. This is also a fact that when you think about teams like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Nuggets who can go really big on you, it would be give you a nice piece to be able to match up with those teams. There's some uh, reaction from Spurs fan base. Um, I put it out there on social media that, you know, you're trying to make your convincing. You convinced me why the Spurs should go after uh, Cousins at Spurs in Salsa saying, now we know who paid for the billboard. <laughs> James admitted. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, we and I get your points. But at the same time, I just think with the Spurs going youth movement, yeah, maybe you don't bring them on. Sure. Sure, but we're also talking about them possibly moving out of LaMarcus, and I think Boogie's just a better LaMarcus in terms of you don't have to start him, so that's a positive. He helps solidify the bench unit scoring, and he's actually a better three-point shooter than as LaMarcus, so he's kind of just a better all-around LaMarcus Aldridge, so if you can move LaMarcus, why not bring in a boogie just to, you know, help solidify the back end? Because if you keep Marcus, you have to start him, or at least Greg Popovich is going to start him. 
So uh, it seems to be there, you know, it's, it's definitely a mixed yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if if the Spurs were to make that move, that would be a Spurs move. That would exactly be a Spurs move. That that'd be that waiver wire pickup that they add to the roster at the end of the day, and just in case they make a push uh, for the postseason or they're in the thick of things, I could definitely see that happening. But nah, James, I think I'm on the side with the most Spurs fans. Yeah, I think you do a hard and pass and. He may have better options out there from teams that are closer to contending for a title. So I'm not saying it that it's a lock that he would become a spur. I'm saying it would be dumb not to at least kick the tires if you're not a spur. All right, when we get back, uh, we're going to go back to the current crop of spurs and not this speculation of who can be a spur with some chat about Lucas Samanich. Uh James has some thoughts on why it hasn't worked out for Luca with San Antonio. All right, when we get back, we're going to do that. But before, we're going to talk about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors. As a matter of fact, I got a brand new box the other day. They're going to be trying out this new bar. Just think of Twix, but healthy for me. Can you imagine that? James, you probably go through that whole box and not realize and go like, wait a minute, this is good for me? Don't mind if I do and keep on eating them. I Uh, just had 180 grams of protein in one sitting. Is that bad for you? (laughs) Exactly. Um, So be on the lookout for that. It's really good. And I'm actually done. I ate them all. I went through them fast. I can't wait for my next box. But regardless of whether whether you get the new flavors or the soon-to-be flavors or the original flavors, they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person. And if you're on the keto diet, perfect for you. If you want a low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, low-calorie protein bar, go get yourself some Built Bar right now. Uh, Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and get yourself 20% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We're back, and I'm joined by James Pledger. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger. Make sure to tune in to the Saturday morning hangover every Saturday. He and Jack Thompson uh, get you ready for all the weekend sports and recap what happened in the week, as well as the Blitz. Is that right, James? Yeah, uh, weekdays 4 to 7. Jason, Rob, and myself just uh, getting you ready for the week, keeping you up to date on all the latest going on, and just throwing out the uh, – the takes that we have on what we've uh, witnessed, kind of like the realization of watching a whole bunch of G League basketball, the takeaways <laughs> that I've had of a certain player that I used to call Sandwich. Well, let's dive right into it then. So you have some theories of why Luca, at least in NBA uh, minutes and on the court, um, hasn't really panned out. And what, go ahead and tell us, what do you see that's not clicking for him? All right, there's there's two types of players, um, especially when they're very young. And there are the players that need things to kind of run through them, and then there's players that can let the game come to them. Trey Jones is a player who can easily let the game come to him. He knows when to pick his spots, on when to take over a game or take their shots or things like that, or when to distribute and what passes to make, where to go with the ball. That's that second-year Duke point guard 
I mean, it's, it's just the mentality that mm-hmm. he, kind of he has. Like, he just sees the game very differently. Then there are other guys, and we, we've already talked about one of them that's on the Spurs roster, to where they don't exactly know to how to let the game come to them and pick and choose their spots. They need to be almost initiators in a sense. They need to be kind of the guy. and. I think Luca is one of those guys. We've talked about Lonnie. When Demar's out and, you know, more more emphasis is placed on Lonnie's shoulders to burden a scoring load and attacking and, and doing things like that, Lonnie's a much better player. But when he's forced into the lineup with DeJounte and Demar and LaMarcus and, you know, there's three or four scores on, on this floor at the same time, and whether it's Derek or, you know, Keldon, and he's trying to find, like, where's my shot coming from? When do I need to pass it? You can tell he starts overthinking things, and, and it just almost becomes too much for him. I think Luke I've is got... that same type of yeah. player in which, in the G League, Luca, it's your ball, go take over, right? That's what we're seeing a whole lot of. And Trey... He knows how to get in and out and when to assert himself and when to kind of pull it back and when to get other people involved. But for the most part, it's Luca. Luca will initiate. Mm-hmm. Luca's the main shot taker. You know, Luca, this is your team. Go lead it, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, first of all, I want to thank you and uh, Jack uh, for uh, talking about uh, the article I did recently uh, about Luca and mm-hmm. the mental slash emotional side of things uh, on the Saturday morning hangover. So I appreciate that, but I want to shed a little light, um, some stuff that you didn't get to, uh, because you're, you know, you got a show to run and you can't get to everything. I get that. Um, you know, the shyness thing, it, I think it really is, it impacted him in, in his first season. He was a 19 year old mm-hmm. kid, you know, tossed in with men basically and do yep. your thing. And it didn't work. And although he's openly admitted this thing, and I think you would like to hear this, James, he told me that, he knows in a nutshell that he dropped the ball last year. I thought that was just huge. And I think Spurs fans didn't really get that in the article where he comes out and says, I didn't take the opportunity that I had in front of me in my rookie season. That's big. So he's acknowledging it. But he's also saying that he has this thing and it's shyness. And he's he's definitely working his way out of that. You Mm -hmm. mentioned directing traffic. We saw him direct traffic in Austin before the recall. Uh, he's been a little bit more, he was a little more demonstrative with Austin. As a matter of fact, one of his Austin teammates, Cam Reynolds, I'm sorry, uh, no, Kenny Williams told me that he hangs out with uh, Luke and he, that he's a fun guy. He's chatty. He likes to eat with them whenever they, you know, they could could get together, but he's still working on that. And I bring that up is because he and I were talking about the San Antonio team and if, Hey, you know, he still keep contact with the San Antonio team. He tells me, you know, I I would, I would, but I don't want to bother them. And I thought, you know, that he's still trying to work this out. Do you, do you sure. think that that changes the perception of what he showed us in his rookie season to now? Like, does, did you give him a little slack for that? Sure, a little bit. And you got to remember, he's 19, yeah. coming over from a completely different country. I'm sure, pretty sure there's probably a little bit of a language barrier in, in a sense. It's probably not easy. And I get it. But at the same time, I also 
believe that's just part like part of the entire equation that is Luka Simonich. And he's starting to figure himself out. And them call, the Spurs calling him up tonight for this game is huge with as many players as they're down because that means yeah. he'll get burnt. And if he gets burned, maybe he can take over that Rudy Gay role on the second unit mm-hmm. where they're like, go take care of things. Like, these scorers are out. You need to shoulder the load. And that may mm-hmm. be huge for Luca tonight with this game and his ability in San Antonio to be able to do something that they've never really been asked to do. And so they could just give him the ball in that second unit and say – Go take over, man. Be Rudy Gay in this in yeah. with this unit, and it's you and Patty's show or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. And that could be a really good thing for Luca that could also help to build his confidence moving forward. Here's another thing too. I I think he, you know, we talk about how Lonnie. Remember his star was rising among Spurs fans, and then Kelton came along, and then boom, you know, there goes that. Like, oh no, now now our, we love our new toys. It's Kelton Johnson. <laughs> this toy. I better. think that. Yeah, I think that that's what happened to Luca. Luca came in the same draft with well himself, and then KJ. KJ very expression, uh, very boisterous, you know, energy, loud, talks. I talked to Dejounte Murray uh, a few weeks ago, and he told me that. That that KG likes to talk the bleep even in the locker room, but then yeah. you have Luca, who's just quiet. I, when, when he spoke to me, I was like, "Oh, this is what he sounds like." I didn't. Okay, now I get. Now I know what he sounds like, and I think that also impacted him too because you see KJ being this monster young rookie, and then you see Luca kind of shy and reserved. Do you think that factored in as well? Maybe a little bit, but I mean, not everybody's built the same. I mean. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, and I know that's the name that shall not be spoke, but he was right. always a quiet dude that was kind of kept to himself, but he could still be a monster on the court. I mean, that that's kind of almost irrelevant in terms mm-hmm. of your play on the court because you can still be that dude. You can you could still be a killer on the court. Um, so I I take a little less stock in that. Because mm-hmm. every player is mentally wired a little bit differently, right? Demar's right. not like an overt or outgoing guy, but on the court, he's he's ice, man. He, he yeah. he's gonna he's gonna take the ball and he's gonna do what's him. And Luca just needs to kind of learn to do the same thing. You can be yourself off the court, you know. You can be whoever you need to be and converse with your teammate because that's part of being teammates as well is like not everybody's going to be just like you not everybody's going to be an extrovert some people are going to be introverts and it's learning how to deal with the different personalities Mm -hmm. within the team and that's that's part of it and uh, and that's not something just luca has to learn that's something all the spurs need to learn is how best to deal with certain players and their personalities i mean that's just part of team building and so I mean, I don't fault him for being shy or not outgoing in any sort of a way because let's remember, while while Tim may have been like a jokester behind the scenes, he was not that to the to the outward facing public for the most mm-hmm. part, right? <laughs> like right. You, you'd be yeah, like, he definitely wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, at, at the end of the day, look, I, I by the way, you know, first of all, kudos to you for. Uh, you know, um, finally giving him some shine. And you mentioned, you know, he did deserve it based on the play you saw with Austin. And yes. and here's the thing, too. I think it for me, though, when I look at Luca, I think it's just unfair because 
why was why is it okay for these young guys, Keldon and Dejounte and Lonnie and Derek? You know, Spurs fans were totally fine with them taking their lumps. How many did we hear? Uh, shout out from the top of the lungs. Play them, play them. If they mess up, that's okay because they need to learn. They need to learn. But yes. when it came to Luca, it was like, no, 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 no. He's a bust. He's a bust. No, 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 no. He's never going to pan out. What, I just think that's unfair. He should be given that same opportunity as the rest of the young core has been given, James. Sure. And there, there's nothing wrong with that thought process. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about, you know, giving him some some shine. And that's all that really needed to happen is he needed to be given some shine. And he finally got that burn and that shine down in Austin. And he's proving yeah. his worth. And now we'll have to see if he can carry it up to the NBA level against NBA players. Well, he's definitely getting a shot now. <clears throat> yeah, and that's huge because I think tonight could be a massive, massive type game for, for Lucas Simonich. Like, you could see 15 to 9 out of him tonight, and that could be just a huge kind of push mm-hmm. mentally, physically, developmentally, all in the right direction for Lucas Simonich. And if you start to also feel just, good about something like yeah. that, all of a sudden that rumored Miami Heat looking at Rudy Gay, mm-hmm. if Luke is willing to step into that position, that makes it a lot easier. Or if Rudy's going to leave in free agency at the end of the year, that makes it a little bit easier to let him go pursue and see if you want to cultivate Luca into that role. I mean, there there's a lot of things that tonight's game can have a huge impact on the future of Luka Simonic. Keep this in mind, everybody. Luka has only played seven NBA games, and the grand total of NBA minutes, 59. So you really can't judge him based on that sample size. All right, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, what do you think about Luka Simonic? Are you, you know, now's his time to shine. You know, you know it's you know, hey, you know, that's the silver lining in this pause with the COVID pandemic hitting San Antonio is that Luke is going to get his chance now. So we'll get to see him moving forward. Uh, still remains a question if he'll be reassigned along with T. Jones um, to Austin, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, what do you think about the Spurs coming to uh, back to action? You expecting perfect play or are you, you know, expecting a kind of a oof, ugly game? And uh, we'll also need my bookie cousins. By the way, on, on social media right now, it's taking off right now. A lot of fans are chiming in and what James is uh, having to say. Go check it out right now. And the best way to do that uh, well, for me is to follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. While I got your ear, uh, I really want to talk to you about Lockdown today. Uh, you want to get more sports news in less time? Well, then check out our new Locked On Today podcast with Peter Bukowski uh, hosting, and he breaks down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. So start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get po- podcasts. And James, where can fans chat with you about your thoughts on Loki? I think all Spurs want fans want to give you their two cents. Uh, just bring it at me. I am Pledger on Twitter. And Instagram, you can hit me up on Facebook at James Pledger, P-L-E-D-G-E-R, like Pledge of Allegiance with an R on the end, or, you know, just call into the Saturday morning hangover on the Keelbots Bacon phone lines, 656-ESPN, 210-656-3776, Saturdays 9 to 11, or during the Blitz from 4 to 7 weekdays.
do that right now and tune in to the Saturday Morning Hangover and the Blitz. So for James Pledger, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Mm-hmm.